Hello podcast listeners, how are you doing today? I hope that you are well. I have an episode for you about thoughts that I use every day that help me moderate my food um, in a safe way and make me feel abundant around food and help me not overeat on food or overconsume and have healthy boundaries with food. Uh, and I use a lot of these principles with my clients. It helps them. It helps me, especially during stressful times or times where I feel a little bit nervous around food still. So I wanted to talk about it and I've been posting daily on Instagram about it. So here's the uh, combination of all those posts on Instagram. But I do want to say right now I'm going through some life changes and I am just kind of with my iPad and my my phone. And hopefully I will find a better editing software for this podcast on my iPad today. Uh, <laughs> but the podcast may be a little bit more poorly edited uh, than they usually are, which they're never that great. Let's be, let's be real here. I'm not a professional podcaster, but I am an awesome podcaster. Uh, but yeah, that may be happening. So I just want to say here, in case I can't add the intro in, that this is a podcast for those of you guys that are new here about bulimia recovery and binge eating. I used to struggle with binge eating and bulimia and I recovered through, I'd say, non-conventional means. And this podcast is all about helping you through simple, practical steps of how to change your habits, your mindset, and feel better around food and stop binging and purging. And um, disclaimers, Make sure you know that before you're listening to this podcast, it could be triggering. We talk about um, bulimia, binging and purging, behaviors, depression, sometimes suicide, sometimes darker topics. So be aware of that. And also just know this is not medical advice. I am not a doctor. I am a coach, a certified coach, but I am not a doctor, a licensed therapist. So please take the advice that I give on this podcast as guidelines and not medical advice. If you're in need of medical treatment or advice, please go seek it and talk to a licensed professional before you do anything drastic. Thoughts that you can use and how you can use them daily to better your relationship with food and honestly not overeat or binge on food. I think all of these thoughts help me not freak out during food. So, or when I'm around food, especially when I'm extra hungry or nervous or stressed. And right now I'm going through a stressful period in my life. Uh, so I've been thinking about these thoughts a lot more and they've been helping. The first thought that I use all the time is you can always have more. And this is key. I know a lot of people that are just joining this. Um, if I had heard this on a podcast a while ago when I was struggling with food, I would have rolled my eyes and been like, cool. Yeah, I know I can always have more. Thanks. Bear with me. I'm going to explain this a little bit further in a way that I wish I had known before when I was going through it. Mental abundance is important. It's not just about physical abundance. So I think we all saw this in the pandemic in 2020 when everyone just started freaking out about toilet paper and buying gobs, who knows what, of toilet paper. It was just excessive. It didn't make any sense. But people were hoarding toilet paper everywhere. Why? Because there was scarcity built up of toilet paper. If everyone had stayed, stayed calm and just bought their normal, normal amount of toilet paper... No one, there wouldn't have been a problem, but because some people lost their shit, they bought all the toilet paper and then there really was truly a scarcity problem, but it, a lot of it was all mental at first, which created an actual physical scarcity problem in reality. So something that you need to know with food is, and this is what I didn't realize, when I was binging and purging daily after work, every single day, 
And I was, would purge, obviously, so I wouldn't keep all those calories, but I was the heaviest body weight I've ever been at and also the heaviest body fat percentage I've ever been at. I've been, I put on a lot of muscle since then. So I was thicker, right? <laughs> and I was eating more than what I'd say my body needed and gaining weight. And so whenever I heard someone say, oh, you just need to know that it's available and food is abundant and make sure you eat enough, it felt it felt like awful advice because... It's like, dude, I'm stuffing my face every single day and I'm gaining weight. Clearly, I'm eating more than what my body needs and I am somewhat at the higher weight threshold. How could you say that to me? What I was missing was when I was eating daily, there was a mental restriction going on constantly and I would guilt trip myself all the time. Uh, Whenever I was eating what I was eating, I was thinking, this is the last time. We shouldn't be having any more after this. After this, you're going to cut out this food altogether. We're never going to have this again or we're going to go on an extreme diet or we're not going to eat for the rest of the day or blah, 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 whatever excuse I told myself. And then also I was eating it. I would shame myself being like, this is bad. You're disgusting. What's wrong with you? You shouldn't be eating this food. I would probably be distracted too. I'd probably eat it while standing in the kitchen rather than sitting down and enjoying it. And then also before eating that, I would have probably been thinking about all the things I was supposed to be doing, trying to push my hunger to the limit, um, trying to skip breakfast and lunch and then breaking down after work, binging, all those things. So the food, I would always eat the food every single day. I would eat plenty. But the problem was my mental scarcity was through the roof. And so I really did believe this is the last time I had to convince myself. And through that, the scarcity was built and then the urgency was created for food. So to bring that all around, something I constantly try to remind myself of now, because even though I don't engage in behaviors anymore, I still sometimes struggle, especially when I'm hungry um, or just, you know, sometimes I want the food, right? And I feel this urgency to eat the food. It's just an old habit, die hard sort of situation. And I think most of us that struggle with bulimia binge eating we like food sometimes when that that situation the urgency still hits me and something I just will either say aloud to myself or say mentally to myself is you can always have more you can and I use this especially when I have just finished eating something but there is more available and I want to eat more not from a place of actually being hungry though a place of wanting to just continue the pleasure to an excessive amount right to make me go past the point of fullness to fulfill some part of me that I don't want to reawaken. So in those moments, I try to tell myself, hey, you can always have more, meaning maybe not right now, but it's available. If you still want more, you can always have it. But right now we're going to take a break. And if you want some more later, go for it. That is fine. So it's something I try to say, and it gives me a sense of peace. And the other thing that I do also is that I say you can always have more, but then I back that up, meaning I actually take action on it. So if I really truly say you can always have more and then I wait a little while and I still do want more, I honor that. Maybe I say tomorrow, let's have some more if you want more, right? And if I do actually want more, I'm going to give myself more because otherwise you're just telling yourself that and then you're you're basically lying. You're being the person that's promising they're going to do something and then they don't follow through, they don't send you the email and you're like, well, I can't believe anything you say. So then your words have no meaning. So you really do have to back this one up and be serious when you say you can always have more. That way you're building mental abundance and physical actual abundance and trust between you and food is created through that relationship. So hopefully this makes sense. I think this is one of the best points I can make from this podcast, but the other ones are important too. The next thing I say that goes along with you can always have more is give it a second. And 
or get, let's take a moment, let's wait before we engage and keep on eating. And again, this is usually for moments when I've already been eating and I want to continue from that urgency place, from that old habit kind of bingey mode. I'm not quite binging, but I just want more food and it feels really, really important that I eat. And I actually feel like if I stop, it's going to be a big deal. And I just want it to continue, right? In those moments, I tell myself, give it a minute. Let's take a second to do something else. But I don't threaten again that once you're done, you're done, right? Once you stop eating, you're done. I have learned the gracious skill of pausing while eating to either go on my phone for a little bit, text a friend, go check something, maybe watch TV for just a bit. But usually I'll do something with my hands if I'm alone. If I'm with my uh, partner, then I will talk to him about it or something. I'll talk to him for a little while or I'm with someone, I will do that. But um, taking a little break while you're eating, especially when you're feeling that urgency and getting a little bit distracted, then coming back to it is actually a great skill to have. And usually that urgency dies down in that moment. But I always tell myself when I say, give a second, give it a second, that you can have it after. Again, it goes back to the first point. So don't tell yourself, let's pause, let's stop, let's give it a second. If you're then threatening that once you actually stop, you can't continue. Because if you say that, you will not stop. You will not pause, you will not take a second because you want to eat all that food right now. So you have to be truthful in the fact of, hey, if you still want it, do it afterwards. A lot of my clients find this successful just waiting five minutes to 20 minutes after they've stopped eating whatever it is they're eating. They go do something else. They find it more successful instead of just sitting and waiting to either, oh no, I got a yawn, <sighs> to either um, maybe text a friend or do something on their phone, doing something that activates their mind a little bit so they almost forget about the food. But this is a helpful thing to say, pausing while eating just to ground yourself and have a moment before continuing and don't just stare at the food the whole time, really get engaged in something else for a bit goes a long way. And it's simple advice, but it's sound advice and it actually does work when you put it into practice. Um, okay, the next thing I'd like to say is you are okay. And I usually use this when I am highly triggered. And something that still can trigger me sometimes is hunger, uh, which is an interesting thing to think about, right? Uh, hunger, I think when I'm extra hungry, it takes me back to times when I've been restrictive. And I've heard other clients mention this as well. You remember times of being super hungry, not being able to eat, the panicky feeling. And sometimes when you are extra hungry and then you binge, you remember the danger that hunger represents to you. It's just, and you feel more anxious, all these things when you're extra hungry. So I usually use this for when I'm hungry or I'm triggered or I'm just going through an emotional event and maybe I want to use food for that. But I'll put my hand on my heart and I'll say to myself out loud, you are okay. And what I mean by that is just no matter what, no matter what you're feeling right now, you're going to be okay. It's going to pass. Things will get better, right? You were okay. And putting my hand on my heart is something that um, it just feels very kind of, what am I trying to say? It feels like a comfort, like a physical comfort. You're, you're kind of connecting your hand to your heart in a way, and it just makes you feel better. Uh, but I use that a lot with food, believe it or not. It may feel silly to say you were okay and have to comfort yourself over food. But if you have used food as an emotional coping tactic for a while, and if you're going through bulimia, food is a very triggering emotional event for you. You're using it similarly to a drug. There's probably trauma that you've gone through because of this eating disorder, many different things. You're probably a more sensitive person. 
you have every right to comfort yourself in that moment. And I think you taking time to show yourself you're going to be there. And no matter what the feeling is you're going through with food, you're going to be okay. Just grounds you in a way that other people don't do. Um, it's, it seems like an odd thing too. Cause like a lot of times we tell ourselves, just get through it. It's going to be like, what, what is your problem? But it stopped gaslighting yourself and just recognize you're not okay. And that's all right, but you're going to be at some point and you just need to be there for yourself. So I use this a lot with food and it helps me a ton. Um, so that can be something you can use. Another thing I say to myself often that helps me have healthy boundaries with food is that it's okay to be hungry. And I usually use it in tandem with the you are okay thing. But if you want to eat in a way that is, I guess, moderate for your body, right? You want to maintain a healthy body weight. You want to maintain um, reasonable, I don't want to say restrictions, and I feel like I'm using the word boundary so much, but reasonable expectations with food, right? You want to eat in a way that's fueling your body and not eating excessively, not eating too little, not too much, then you're going to have to experience some sort of hunger at some point. And I think it's actually really important that you get comfortable with hunger. Some of you guys are too comfortable with hunger and you push yourselves with hunger all the time. But the majority of people that listen to me, I think we avoid hunger a lot. We find it uncomfortable. We find it difficult um, for whatever reason, triggering all those things. So something I try to tell myself all the time is it's okay to be hungry, meaning that I try to reframe what I think of hunger. Hunger is not evil. It's actually really important that you feel hungry um, because it's a sign your metabolism is working. It's just, If you didn't feel hungry, you would die because you wouldn't want food. You wouldn't eat food for energy and you would die. So hunger is actually a really good sign. It's a sign that your digestive system is working, that you feel safe enough that you can be hungry, that you feel like you are ready to eat food again, that your di- your cycle of digestion to hunger to fullness to hunger again has completed and you're in need of more food. It's a really vital signal. So constantly telling yourself, oh, I shouldn't, oh, there's some weird light going on. What is that? That is so creepy. Hopefully there's not a murderer outside my house right now. I don't know, guys. If I get murdered on the podcast, I get murdered on the podcast. We shall see. But anyway, um, what was I saying before? Hunger is an important life signal. You can't just avoid hunger all the time. All right. Another thing I like to tell myself is, how are you feeling? I ask myself, I suppose. Uh, and the I know it sounds, again, like a basic question, but so many times I see people when I'm talking with them about their diet being like, I should be doing this and I should be doing that and this is what I should be eating. And they're just calculating everything that they should be doing correctly with food and what they think is the right thing to do. But they so rarely ask themselves, what do you want? How do you feel? How are you doing? Right? So this question for me is really helpful because it just brings it back to your own intuition and brings it back to you and is considering your needs and considering your autonomy in this situation and your wisdom about food rather than just telling you what to do. And if there's anything I've learned through working with people, I've learned a whole bunch, but something I find about bulimia that's interesting is the more people just force themselves and pigeonhole themselves into things, the more they binge and perch. I don't know, the more they just shove their needs away and out and just constantly do stuff that they think is correct because that's what they've been told and they never ever consider what's going on with them and they gaslight themselves, the more that they binge and perch. It's the weirdest thing, but it makes a whole lot of sense. So asking yourself before you make a food decision or just if you're wanting to binge and perch or you're having a bad day, just 
How are you doing? How do you feel? What do you need? You're kind of talking to yourself. You're being a parental figure to yourself that maybe you never had. You're being kind to yourself and asking yourself this question. And I find it very useful for myself rather than telling myself what I think I need actually having a genuine conversation with myself, asking myself that thing. And then the last thing I think is helpful, which isn't what I tell myself, but it's kind of a bonus tip, um, is just focusing on other things. And I find nine times out of 10, and again, maybe not when you're in the beginning of recovery, this is more for later down the road. If you're in the beginning of recovery, you're kind of, there's, you're a little bit struggling with food. And if you're and you're binging and purging daily, you just need to get your behaviors under control and you're in a more of a high stakes situation. So you may just need to focus on consistent eating and you may have to think about food more in the beginning to be more consistent about it. But later down the road, I find that my eating is much better when I focus less on it. Um, most of the time, people that I talk with with bulimia recovery, they understand nutrition. They understand how to eat properly. They understand how to fuel their body. They're not idiots. Most of us know what to do. That's how, probably how we got into this situation in the first place. So something that I find useful is instead of hyperfixating on it, kind of trusting myself to make good decisions along the way and not focusing on food so much and having food be almost an afterthought. Uh, oh, I'm feeling hungry. Let's grab something to eat. Food is no longer the main focus of my life anymore. It couldn't be. It can never be that again because before when it was, I just got lost in it. So I tend to make better, more rational decisions when food is a secondary thing that I'm I'm working on and I focus on other things. My life is bigger than food. My life has so many things going on that food is something that just comes up when I need it, right? Of course, I still indulge in food. I still enjoy food. Um, I'm going out tomorrow, I know, with a friend. We're going to get sushi. We're planning that event that's kind of centered around food. It's not like it's not a part of my life, but I am saying that it's low on the totem pole for me. And I find that when I do that and I put less pressure on food, then lo and behold, it feels nicer as well. So that's something else for you too. All right, that is the podcast. I hope you found this useful and informative, even if it was a little low tier on the editing scale. Um, And I maybe possibly get murdered during this podcast episode because I swear to God, I saw some sort of weird light thing and I'm in our basement and and there's windows. So hopefully I don't get murdered. Hopefully I'm still alive. As you're listening to this, it should be fine. I'm being dramatic, but I'm scared. It's, It's around the country, whatever. Uh, anyway, but I hope you found this podcast episode useful. If you need more help on intuitive eating and um, learning your hunger and intuitive signals and thinking differently and stopping binging and purging, I do have an amazing group coaching program that is full of self-guided modules and also weekly group coaching calls that are Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern, uh, or 11 a.m. Mountain Time, sorry. And you aren't required to show your video on those calls, which I like to point out because I know some people are really nervous about that, but it's an amazing program. And that is available all the time on my website at bingebreakers.com. And then you also can um, book me for private coaching, which I have available at the moment. Um, Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, but you can book a consult with me. If you really resonate with this podcast, you like my personality and you like what I have to say and and the podcast has tons of free advice. So if you're finding the advice useful, and you would like more guidance and one-on-one, you're someone that responds really well to someone sitting down with you and discussing what's going on and then having you getting your goals in order for the following week, then you're going to love private coaching from someone who's been there and understands and has literally eaten food out of the trash before and stolen food from their roommate before and now is pretty normal. So 
cool. <laughs> we could go together if you want to do that as well. Otherwise, I don't have any other announcements for you and I'll let you go. I'm going to a concert this weekend. I'm flying back into Denver for 24 hours to go to a Res concert at Red Rocks. So that's going to be super fun. And then I also have some plans to see old friends this weekend back home. So it should be good for me. I hope you have something special planned for yourself as well. All right. Never give up on yourself, my friend. Please, please, please never do that. Um, and reach out to someone if you're struggling, okay? Obviously, check out my programs are amazing. But if you're having a hard time right now, lean on friends and family for support. That's what I'm doing. And it's just very nice. Don't think you have to do whatever you're doing alone. Trust me on that one, okay? All right. Bye, my friend. Bye.